Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Just got off the plane from Las Vegas covering WWE SummerSlam live. And it was a lot of fun. I had a great time meeting so many of you. Uh, hopefully I get to as well in a few weeks for uh, AEW All Out. But I wanted to tackle a serious subject. Now I know there's sometimes I say I'm not a journalist. And maybe sometimes I take this media thing a little too seriously or not seriously enough. So I want to address some of the criticism but in a constructive manner because I see the oh the media is on AEW's payroll or WWE's payroll you're an impact chill I see all that stuff so I want to make something very clear I cannot be bought I don't know what makes you guys think that I would be on anybody's payroll or would shill for anybody or would accept preferential treatment that's, that's just not it. In fact, I'm going to prove it to you guys without a shadow of a doubt. Hold on. Hold on. In this, this bag. Hold on. What's this? Um, uh, here it is. Ah. No backstage access. We weren't even allowed backstage. No preferential treatment. I'm tired of hearing it. Not on anybody's payroll. Not taking special treatment from anybody. Check out Fightful.com. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What a company in the mud would not let me backstage. It's Fightful.com. It's August 25th. It is listening to your boy number 226. I'm Sean Ross Sapp. That is Jimmy Van. Jimmy, what's up? You know, you became quite the little celebrity in, uh, in Vegas there, didn't you? I feel like you've said that a few times over the past few years, Jimmy. Maybe, but I've seen some of your interview footage. And Seamus was a fanboy. Come on. Come on now. I will say one thing. I will say one thing. 
I am not naive and I'm not blind to the fact that most people don't know me. Most know you because you are the face of Fightful. You're the guy that breaks the news stories. Most think that you own Fightful and, and they have no <laughs> idea who I am. When I see the shit that you have to deal with, I'm okay, you know, kind of staying behind Weird. the scenes because I understand the shit that you have to deal with and you, you can't win. It's like, you, if you say anything good about, uh, you say Punk's return, oh, you're yeah. in AEW, you're on the payroll. You say anything about SummerSlam, you're on the payroll. You can't win. The good outweighs no. the bad by far. The I'm good sure outweighs does. the bad. Sure like, yeah. I'll spend maybe three minutes a day interacting with negative people, uh, usually. And for at least an hour, I try to carve out at least an hour to interact with people positively, like on yep. Twitter, on YouTube, anything like that. So the positive far outweighs the negative. I got a pretty cool job. Uh, but yeah, make no mistake. If you get angry, I mean angry and personal over somebody's wrestling opinions, you're a fucking dork. Oh, yeah. You're oh, a fucking dork. Wrestling opinions? People think that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on whether something sucks or not. It's subjective entertainment. They think I'm not allowed to have an opinion on on shows and stuff like that. That's just not the way that it works. But Jimmy, I've I've got a little bit of a surprise for you. Oh yeah. When Joel Pearl was partying in Vegas, I was working. Joel was partying. Oh yeah, really? I called in a favor from from your buddies at the Canadian government. I said, um, you might want to go to Joel Pearl's house. I'm pretty sure there's like this this giant this this thing made of crack cocaine and it actually looks like a, a title belt and they said what well they said what a and i was like yeah a uh and and i said yeah go there do it F find it bring it back to me that's my crack cocaine and jimmy they did it and i've got the fightful championship right here really can you believe it look at this Joel was partying and do and not not doing karaoke. He was not doing karaoke all night long. So I stole this, Jimmy. Jimmy, what are you doing? What is that? That looks like a phony. That looks like a fake. This looks like the real thing, Jimmy. I am the real fightful champion. Just because I popped for steroids like six weeks ago, and you sent me home. And then you're showing up with this belt doesn't mean that you're the real. I'm the real Fightful Championship. You're the real Fightful Championship. I found this in the trash. Medusa left it there. Jim Duggan I, helped me. I was going to say, is this is this like the Shawn Michaels, you know, angle all over again? No, you've got you've got a replica. I DBOC'd you. Oh, you did. You I DBOC'd you without a doubt. Yes. Well, what Shawn has in his grasp is his birthday present from me. What crack cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> You're going above and you know, I, I do here. live in a major metropolitan city, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Multicultural. Boy. But the, um, hold up that belt again, Sean. Okay, I will. The real championship? Yeah, the real championship. So that belt that Sean is holding, that is going to be available for purchase. What? That is going to be available <laughs> for purchase. Yes. Well, that seems kind of stupid because I had to smuggle it across the border, Jimmy. <laughs> I had to call in a completely uh, different government than my own, which also sucks. But, you know, don't get me wrong. The seller is going to be a brand new hold co with no connection to anything else. <laughs> Offshore. Good. Good. But no, in um, all seriousness, that is going to be available for. Hold it up one more time, Sean. Oh my gosh. Yeah, hold it up one more time. I had no idea it was going to be available. For that is going to be available for retail uh, from Wildcat Belts. It is not a toy, so you cannot be, uh, you know, uh, having uh, replica matches or simulated matches with that thing. But it's going to be available. 
and uh, Sean and I got the first two prototypes. I got one too, Sean. That's kind of bullshit to me. <laughs> kind of bullshit. You want to know what's even cooler? Check the number on the uh, on the strap. Did you check that? It says two of two. I'm going to punch uh, you in the face. It does not say two of two. On the tip of the strap. The tip. You know, I yeah. always look for the tip. It does say number two. And I got number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some super chats. Guys, uh, leave a thumbs up if you're watching this video. Donate a super chat and get your question or statement right on the air. Mike Preventure says, I'm starting to think SRS is on Fightful's payroll. Yeah. You, you'd be surprised, man. Yeah. And Charles Powell says, great. Now we have to have a ladder match for the undisputed Fightful championship. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's going to happen. Me versus Joel Pearl. It could. Uh, yeah. CM says, do you think Darby confronts Punk Wednesday today? Yes, I do. And we're about to talk a lot about that. Uh, holy cow. Hannah says, Joel was partying and being a terrible tour guide. This guy got us lost on the strip, Jimmy. You know how hard it is to get somebody lost on the strip? It's, it's impossible to get lost on the strip. Exactly. And he managed to do it. Uh, Scott K says, if you had to bet on it now, who's the first major AEW talent to go to WWE? I don't know of any yet. Um I don't know of any. I think Miro will get a lot of interest from WWE whenever his time comes. I don't I see. Think, I, 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 think I think he's pretty so. damn stoked with what he's doing unless they throw the bank at him. Thank you to uh, Kyle for sending this super chat. Um, Trey says, has WWE even offered a new contract to Adam Cole after the Vince meeting or is uh, the one coming this week the first offer? I don't know. I'll see if I can find out some more. Um, I know that Vince very, very much liked Adam Cole in general, but especially did after that meeting. Um, and... <laughs> Brian Murphy says, Sean, or Jimmy, is it just me or does Sean look like Dirks from Letterkenny? Now, I'm familiar with Letterkenny because I just spent $450 before the pandemic getting my wife live tickets for a show that got delayed by two years and I didn't get my money back. So uh, I know that I know of it, but I'm not a fan of it. So I can't answer that question. I know they're Canadian, but I can't answer yes, it. They are. Uh, JJ says he's on the distraction payroll and he's behind a fightful belt. When are they going to be released? Uh, you know what? I'm just waiting on my team to get the graphics done. So they're basically made to order. Wow. Yeah, cool. they're made to order. And so as soon as Jimmy Tuba, that's right. I should bring the other one in. I have it in my home office. But as soon as we have the uh, sub site and the graphics done, uh, they're going to be available. So I'd say another one to two weeks. My God. Mike says I was Photoshopped to look short in Vegas. I love the internet, Jimmy, because as soon as Denise posted a picture of me and Damian Priest within three minutes somebody had already photoshopped me to look taller than Damian Priest. Oh, is that right? And uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it. But we do have some stuff that isn't exactly on our, our list of topics today. Uh, we had A-Twin Blade said, this weekend is NWA at the Chase. Let's talk about the 10-woman match starring uh, St. Louis's own 2D Lynn and Chelsea Green, I guess. I haven't looked up and down at the card. I'm going to yep. watch it as it happens, but... To me, they did the right thing doing this women's show, Jimmy, because before that, the NWA had no buzz. They had no buzz, quite frankly. Um, I enjoyed Elijah Burke as TV champion. Sad that's not happening, but this women's show got them a ton of buzz. Yeah, and they were able to promote it with the other promotions as well. You know, whenever yeah. they brought a girl to say Impact, they were able to put over uh, the Empower show. Is that the show that Ric Flair is appearing on in St. Louis? He's, he's on the 76th anniversary this weekend. They're doing Saturday and Sunday. Okay, okay. Because that, that I'm I'm interested in seeing what Flair has to say. Of course, it's Flair. He could probably tell stories for 13 hours. Yes. But uh, St. Louis was a major hotbed for wrestling back in the territorial days with the Mushnicks and whatnot. And, and uh, so, WWE is thinking about taking the Rumble there. So Really? Yeah, they're thinking about taking the Rumble there. Um, the last I heard was in the 
the dome uh, that they have there that they ran the XFL team from. But of course, it's never definite until it happens. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we had some stupid punk saying he's getting a second shot right now, just paying tribute. Well, we appreciate it. Any of those super chats help us pay the bills. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I go through and get all of them. This is something that was not on our topic list as well that I want to tackle. KE775 says, is what they're doing with Cross of Punishment to Triple H? P.S. What's up with Scarlet? I'm trying to find out what's up with Scarlet. Uh, I'll see what I can what I can find out. But, um, I mean, Cross has been winning lately. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this exact topic, I think it might have been last week, yeah. about how it looked like this was Vince Man's M.O., where he views NXT as the promotion that lost the war. And he punishes people. That's what he does. I mean, Zelina Vega, I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, where where it was like she she kind of, you know, didn't want to honor the no Twitch thing. And so they brought her back because there was a lot of, especially online upheaval about it. They brought her back. She hasn't won a match. You know what I mean? Hasn't won a freaking match. I look at it like it's the same thing where Vince McMahon, he's like chuckling in the back room with Pritchard. Like we got one, we got one over on him. You know, it feels like that, whether right or wrong, it does feel like that. Uh, we've got a couple other super chats that are unrelated. Dante says Fightful Belt looked better than the NXT women's tag. Nice. Nice. Did you did you design that or did you have somebody design that? How'd that go? I worked with them on it. So they they did it based on the original Fightful Championship. Uh, but but the the one that you have, the replica version, uh, it's only one toned plates. And so they can screen print different colors on them, but I didn't want to go crazy with that. So I worked with uh Wildcat Belts. Uh, yeah, I've been, liking, I've been liking helping out with some of the designs of the shirts that we've had. Like, I, I think we're going to probably add a bunch more because we've we've had some that people are, are really liking. Well, do you remember uh, I sent you the mock-ups for that belt? Do you remember? Yes, you, did. you did. I sent Sean the mock-ups, but after that, I kept my mouth shut because I wanted to send him one as a surprise. And the timing yeah. worked with your birthday because they literally, it's not like I'm sitting on this for three months. They literally hit me up like two weeks ago and said it was ready to go. Wow. Uh, Kyle asks if I've heard any interest from Bray or for Bray Wyatt from Impact. Yeah, they're interested. Um, people that I speak to don't really believe that it's going to happen, though. But anything can happen. I'm sure they didn't expect to get the Good Brothers when they did as well. Uh, I am Malucha says, "Hey gents, recently heard Bubba Ray say that WWE is focusing on kids and their parents, and AEW is for the grown-up fans." Wanted to argue. What do you fellas think? So he's right. He, I don't think he's wrong. Um, the WWE audience, when you go there and watch, there are a lot more parents and kids. So the the irony is their demographic is actually much older. So I yeah. can't really explain that, except there are a lot of habitual viewers. When you go to an AEW show in person, it is an 18 to 39 crowd. You see far less kids in the audience. You see far less um, older, older people, quite frankly. Uh, if, they're, if they're pushing 60, as Jimmy would say, they're probably not there. They're, they're just far, far less. It, it's something you kind of have to witness in person to really understand. So that's nothing new to me. To me, WWE has been focused on kids for 15 years yeah. uh, because basically John Cena was targeting the kid demographic. I mean, that's why he wore the Fruity Pebbles colors, as The Rock said, because he targeted the kid demographic. That's just kind of how it was. I, I feel like, I don't know if they're doing it intentionally or if they're doing it now because that's just what they've done for so long that they don't know any different. When you look at Nikki Ash, and we talked about this, Nikki Ash looked like the obvious character targeting young fans, and she would come out and go after the young fans, whatever. Meanwhile, they put her on at the 10 o'clock hour, 
on Raw almost every week. She was on the 10 o'clock hour when the kids have gone to bed and she didn't have any merch until she got a t-shirt like a week ago. So I, I almost feel like they've just always, I mean, obviously that's the, that's the corporate friendly demographic. Yeah. Um, but 12 year olds aren't buying the products. Hopefully the parents are 18, 18 to 49 is where you want to be. And, uh, I just think they've always done it. And I don't know if that's Vincent man's again, cause he has outdated whether people want to hear it or not. Vincent man is years outdated. And it used to be back in the eighties, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, say your prayers, take your vitamins. The parents and the kids were going to the shows and the, the, the kids wanted the parents to buy the merch. Yes. And, but, but the, the honest truth is the 18 to 49 demo, the AEW demo, I bet you the, the per ticket, you know, price that they're getting from one of those consumers versus what they're getting from the children and the parents is way different. Like they're spending, I think on average, a lot more. Well, uh, we have a couple more and then we're going to get into the, the big topics. We got, uh, one, I mean, I don't know if, if Adam Cole was on the docket today, but we, we've got people still asking this i'm so, so surprised that so many people are, are are still asking this uh but they're saying sean are you still 50 50 on adam cole staying or leaving has it shifted for you personally um i i would i keep going back from 60 40 wwe to 60 40 leaving and right in between i think it's right in between there um he is widely known as like a nice guy that does the right thing I've had a lot of conversations with WWE about this over the last month. I mean, more than I probably had about anything. And they have not, like, there hasn't been, like, one, like, snide remark about him or anything like that. Everybody likes him. They really respect how he handled things. They know that he did them a favor. Uh, he yep. could have very well just shown up on Dynamite that week when his contract was up. Uh, Rob says that Dax promo was pure fire. It sure as hell was. Um Going back to Adam Cole, I, I think about Sorry, the video. Yeah. I think about the video where he was putting over negative one. Have you seen that video? Yes. Where he was in the suit and he was taking clotheslines and stuff. He does seem like a really, a really genuine guy. Obviously, I'm not privy to his negotiations with WWE, but as we talked about last week, unless they give him a guaranteed big money, no cut contract, if I'm Adam Cole and I see, you know, how they kind of decimated the brand to a degree, why would you want to? resign with the company again unless it's a big money guaranteed yes. no cut contract otherwise i just don't understand why what would his motivation be unless he aspires to be wwe champion because a lot do so unless he has that aspiration why would you rob brings up the dax promo it was very good i encourage you guys to go out of your way and watch it uh jj says moist tv is for kids seems yeah. bad and scott says you can have a product aimed at kids and their parents that doesn't insult their intelligence see the documentary about nickelodeon or watch pixar pixar is a very fantastic example mm. obviously um i don't know if the creative minds behind pixar are necessarily <laughs> uh on the same level as wwe but i do agree with that completely i mean vince has been trying to get script writers for 20 years yeah but ultimately, he greenlights everything, so it doesn't really make a difference. And we have uh, Pavi, Sean Ross, at number one fan, says, I feel sorry for Lance Archer after he won the U.S. title. I was excited to see him destroy some nerds. What's next for him? They'll fit him on the card. Now that Rampage has expanded, there's going to be a lot of people that you all say, where are they that are going to pop up now? That's going to be how it is. And you know, one thing I want to say about this quick, too, is remember we talked in the past about how WWE should consider off-seasons. Yeah. And how if they did cycles where you cycle a guy out for two months, 
They got at the time they had a much bigger roster than they have now, but they still have a big roster. If you cycle a guy out for two months, number one, he can have that two month break. I should, I should say, guys and girls, they can have that break in order to kind of recharge the batteries and get reinvigorated and to heal up any nagging injuries. But at the same time, you've got the the um, what is it? Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, you have that with your fan base too. And you have and built when I, in returns, Jimmy, like the pop when somebody comes back right? makes them look big. Exactly. It's okay for somebody to take a month or two off yes. when they're healthy, especially yes. when you have a robust yes. roster like that. And so when you look at AEW, yeah, they've got a, a really big roster, I think probably too big, and they, they continue to add to it. But you don't have to have the guy on TV every single week. You can have him on, say, once every three shows, once every four shows. And then when he appears, it looks like a, spe- a more special deal. Yeah. Uh, Kieran George says, is it safe to say Booker T is a Stephen A. Smith of pro wrestling with his consistent bad takes? I can't pretend that I watch enough of his show. Yeah. I see the headlines, but I don't see the full context of, of his show and his takes, unfortunately. I but, don't mind him. I don't, I just like you, I don't watch a lot of his stuff either. I see the clips on YouTube, but I don't mind him. He's, he seems like a genuine guy that loves the business. And, uh, and he's a veteran. He's been doing it for so long. Of course he's got his yeah. opinions, but I don't put him in the same category with Stephen A. Smith at all. If I don't agree with somebody's opinions of wrestling, I just, I just ig- ignore them. By the way, uh, don't send stars on your, your super chats. Obviously we will get to them when the topic arrives. Ernie says Wednesday is my favorite day of the week with listening to boy and dynamite. Do you think cross could be the one to dethrone reigns when the time comes? I would yeah. have thought that if he didn't lose those two matches. No chance. Then, no chance. No chance. There, there, there's no way that uh, uh, Demolition Splinter is going to beat Reigns for the Universal. T- I just don't see it. I don't see it. Well, we had CM Punk pop up. Um, wow. That was something. Um, before we get to that, hey, let, let's talk about what another Kentuckian asked us for. Says, hi, bestie. Thoughts on the new <laughs> Ruby Soho vignette? That's our friend, Ali Cease. I love it. I love that that the new bu- Buddy Matthews and John Moxley and Ruby Soho, they are going to... I think Ruby had John Carlo, who used to work for WWE, does a lot of the GCW stuff. Um, Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy, had the EC3 team, the narrative team, do his... Um, I yeah, love very these. high quality stuff, huh? I love these. It shows yeah. you, Jimmy. It's not rocket science. Yep. <laughs> it's not Cardona's science. done a lot too. Yep. Do something that, that captures the interest of people. I'm sure this uh, picture that Allie has will capture the interest of Jeremy and Denise, as I see a wild Taylor Swift in there as well. Uh, Chris Hart says, any update on Cole? Saw him and Nakamura posted an old picture of them in the rain together on IG. Uh, nope. His contract expires this week. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. But we've got a lot of stuff on CM Punk. Ricardo wants to know your thoughts on the CM Punk return. Some stupid punk says, did Jimmy cry? It's okay <laughs> if you did. Throwback says, thank you for making a slow day at work better. <laughs> punk is money. Jimmy, uh, we got Volob saying Punk is best in the world, and he'll prove it again at AEW. How'd you feel? I loved it. I loved it. I was telling Sean, I was away at my cottage and uh, the quality of the, I had to stream it and the quality was like N64, you know, the pixelation. Let me but tell I, you a funny story. So yeah, I thought I was going to watch it live on YouTube TV. Well, when you're in Vegas, you get the West Coast feed. So you can't watch ah, it live. Okay. So I had to try to illegally stream it. The old, yeah, the old illegal streaming thing was called Tima TV. The new one is called baked i'll just go ahead and say it it's called baked 
and somebody in the crowd had a sign that says baked is greater than Taima. Well, really? Baked, yeah. But let me tell you, baked crashed. Right. So no, it ain't. I was pissy when I saw that. I had to wait a little bit extra to, to really get the full thing because the, the stream kept going down. Man, I wish YouTube TV would get on their shit there. It was so annoying. Well, I watched uh, it on the TNT app. In, uh, in I finally logged into the TNT app because it wouldn't work for a while either. But man, that was frustrating. I mean, we talked about this last week. Whether you like Punk or you don't, you have to respect what he's able to do seven years out of away from being in the ring. The fact that they booked the United Center on just a few weeks' notice, didn't announce anybody for the card, sold it out. The crowd went apeshit. And, and remember last week you said to me, how do you think they're going to start the show? And I said, 10.01, called the personality hits. When you saw the show start, they had to do Punk first because the crowd was so hot with the CM Punk chant that if they hadn't have done Punk first, it was going to drown out anything else they did on the show. Yep. They had to do it the way they did it. I thought it was great. When's the last time you saw that kind of emotion out of CM Punk? It's amazing. Like and on his knees crying on the ramp. So what I was talking to wrestlers in AEW about, they're like, so, you know, we've heard about how he is to deal with and et cetera. And I was like, well, I feel like a lot of the things he complained about aren't really issues there. Like they're the booking is, it makes sense. And he's, he even said in the post-show scrum, he's like, this isn't rocket science. And this company is kind of showing you that it is not rocket science. And um, we've got somebody that asks a question. I, I had mentioned this in the past. Let me, let me make sure I, I, I've got it right. Uh, actually, uh, we've got JoJo saying, what do you guys predict the rating for, will be with tomorrow's AEW with Punk? You see them passing Raw soon, especially if Raw keeps it up with the rematches. Not soon. I think I think they'll do 1.2 million. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought one, one three on a Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern time, I thought was very impressive. Like yeah, I just and, thought, and, and here's something else. Sorry. I just want to point this out. I read some, some criticism online where people were saying, ah, oh, one, three is nothing. They're nowhere close to SmackDown. SmackDown is on broadcast television. And this you've is got it. to remember this TNT and Fox are not apples to apples at all. And it's 10 PM at night, 10 PM at 10 night, 10 PM at night. So the one true dude says, Sean, have you heard any response to your concern about being blackballed by AEW for breaking the news? Seems like the whole punk story leak was good for anyone. So, yeah, I do want to address that. Like, Jimmy knows that within the days prior to me breaking this news, I was fearful of that. Now, fearful of that in just that it sucks to be blackballed by anybody. Mm -hmm. But I've been blackballed by companies before and regained relationships with them. Now, anytime I've got a story of this magnitude, I reach out to top people in WWE. Jimmy knows this. Top people in Impact, MLW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, anybody I can. I, you know, so I reached out to Tony Khan about this. Couldn't get a lot of information there. There were some people that said, oh, well, Tony leaked it to Sean because he wanted it out there. Really? Yeah. Oh, when I reached out, I don't think they wanted it out there. I mean, now eventually that became great for them. They said as much on the post show uh, that that it was the worst kept secret ever Mm -hmm. and that it was by design, but... My particular concern was that of Ariel Hawani in 2016 breaking the news of Brock Lesnar's return. Now, granted, this was a few hours before they were about to announce it in the Mm -hmm. UFC. And ever since then, Dana White has been terrible to Ariel Hawani. And I was just assured by AEW, we don't do business that way. So, I mean, according 
according to Dana White at the time, he claims Ariel Helwani never reached out to him first. Mm-hmm. That's what he claims. Whether that's true or not, that's what he claims. The fact that you did reach out to Tony Khan, I think that goes a long way. And and you, Sean and I did talk about this, and you did tell me, you know, I'm a little bit worried if I break this that it might blackball me. I think you did the right thing by, well, uh, by going to him first. Ultimately, it's like, well, I've got one interview from them all year. I talk to who I still talk about. I still break AEW news. Like the thing that I would lose was the ability to be at the scrums. And sometimes you're not even allowed to live stream the scrums anymore, which is what we do. So it's like, okay, what, what am I losing there? What am I, this, this was a story and I was quite frank about it, Jimmy, this story changed a lot of people's lives in Fightful. It, it was the biggest story that we've ever done. And, um, yeah, it was, it was big. Well, I want to I want to say this about Punk's return. Like, there, I can't say anything that hasn't already been said, but I want to say one sure. thing. I read some of the criticism online, and there's a lot of WWE loyalists that are just they're going to crap on anything. I read a lot of criticism about oh, AEW just brought back another ex WWE guy. That's one thing that I, I saw criticized a lot. You can't tell me that those same people that said that if CM Punk had a shown up on Raw, those same people wouldn't have gone ape shit. Yeah, because they absolutely would have. I think that if you saw CM Punk's return on Rampage and the emotion out of Punk and that crowd was as hot as any crowd I've ever seen and and all of that, if you saw that and if you didn't love that, then you are blind by your devotion. You're blinded by your devotion to WWE because that was a great moment, Sean. I've seen that. I've watched that clip countless times. It was great. It was awesome. Matt Rykeel says on a scale one to ten, chances AJ Lee comes into AEW. See you in Chicago, SRS. Uh, I don't know the chances there. I don't know if they've even had any conversations with her, but I mean, I know there are some people there that are like, "Eh, maybe, maybe we can get her. She was a great talent too. She was in her own right. She was. And gosh, I think she's she's only 34 years old. Yeah. I want to ask you this one question. So, you know, you had said uh, last week, I said to you, what do you think Punk's first program is going to be prior to his, uh, his return? You said Darby Allen and it is going to be Darby Allen. Here's my question for you. Do you think Punk, plays the heel. And I know that they do babyface versus babyface. I get all that, but you got to build a story and sting is in there. Do you think punk is going to essentially heal on sting? Or do you think they're just going to be all Chicago buddy? There is Is sting going to do anything heelish. I don't know, but I mean, they're in Chicago, they're in Chicago like three times over the next two weeks. Yeah. So he ain't going heel. There's no way. Um, Pavi number one, Sean Ross app fan says, I was thinking now that all legends are back on WDB. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll save that one. We'll save that one. That one isn't punk related. My apologies. Uh, Kurt says, had one earphone in during a 12-hour shift last Friday. Was listening to back-to-back podcasts about punk's likely return. You guys, Steve and Larson, WrestleTalk, etc. A fan since 91, never that excited. It was that unique situation. I'm so glad, Jimmy, they did that post-show scrum yeah. where they said, surprises can still happen even if you know what's gonna happen 100 yep. the anticipation made it even better like all the hints that were dropping and the news that had come out everybody knew the drill they didn't even officially announce it jimmy i put on fightful select today they didn't even tell the roster officially till he popped up till he was there right. they had like um a vip guest or special guest listed everywhere unreal we've got makovsky saying swerve cole shows up in new york brian in chicago i think brian could show up in chicago in fact, oh. i would i would i would even predict it jimmy yeah i didn't see brie with nikki at the SummerSlam scrum 
Me either. Maybe she was somewhere else. You never maybe. know. Maybe. Well, let's uh, let's talk oh, about some other stuff. We, we got some. Super oh, we got more. Chats. Okay. Super okay. chats. Todd Ball says, "Where would you guys like to see them go with CM Punk after the Derby program?" Cheers. Um, MJF. MJF. That's love where it. I want to see them go. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. That would be sh just. I would just if I'm Tony Khan, just tell them how much time they got. Don't swear on TV and go. Yeah. Chris Rain says that was the greatest moment in wrestling I've ever gotten to see live. It was so freaking emotional there. I was a little sad I couldn't be there live. I mean, I had a good time in Vegas, but I was a little bummed I couldn't be there live for that. Brandon says, wanted to say I respect the integrity you show in your work, SRS. Keep up the excellent work. Well, I appreciate that an awful lot. And Rangers Mayhem says he enjoyed AEW showing the production side of the debut. That was very cool. I don't I saw know if that you video. saw that on Road 2, but it was yeah, very awesome. They bust their and asses. They do. And yeah. people are like, oh, well, if you... if WWE did that. It would be nonstop. It is. Some of the, the footage is leaked before, and it is nonstop. Chris Marcellus says, I hope Punk and Cabana can bury the hatchet. Would love to see a return to the Second City Saints. So would I. Uh, I I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think that the, the podcast, the two that they released together, were the two best wrestling podcasts in the history of it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Chop Pone says, have you seen the video of Scott Demore saying Buddy Murphy would debut on the next episode of Impact? I have. Well, I don't did he know say that? Yes. I don't know if that's him trolling. He was at a Jays game on somebody's Twitch, just like joking around. He knew it was going to come out. So uh, I know there's interest. Andrew says, do you think there's a shot Ruby gets rancid to do her theme? Ruby Soho would be such a banger. Yes, I do, because she was on um, our friends over at the Wrestling Perspective podcast, Dennis Farrell. And uh, Lars Fredrickson of Rancid had her on the only interview she had so far. And I think he pretty much said, yeah, you can use the Ruby Soho song as a theme. So that's pretty cool. Daniel R says, Sean, what's the plan for Dragunov? He's great. Um, heading back over to the UK last I heard. Uh, I, I don't know if it was before or after these tapings, but um, I, I have no idea if he was on this week's tapings, but he's heading back over there. I was telling Sean, I haven't had a chance to see Dragunov Walter yet because my internet just did not allow me to stream it. So that's on my list. I heard it was yeah. a banger. I heard it was, it was great. It was incredible. And James asked, does AEW have a relationship with ROH? If not, does having Punk and Danielson tempt ROH to open that door? Buddy, if it's ROH, they should be tempted two years ago to open that door. Oh, they are. Uh, yes. Uh, I was told in late 2019 that all these companies are far more friendly with each other than you would imagine. And I could not have possibly imagined how friendly. And this is from an ROH source. Any update on Trent? He had neck surgery. But, Jimmy, um, we got a lot of other stuff to get to. What do you got? One thing about the Ring of Honor thing, too, is that tape library. If, if they're going to have if they're going to have punk, you know, uh, on payroll and if they got Daniel Bryan's uh, Brian Danielson. I did it, too, Sean. Brian Danielson coming in, having access yeah. to their Ring of Honor footage in AEW. There, there's there's so much they could do with that. I want to uh, talk about Sasha Banks first. Obviously, she didn't appear at SummerSlam. Uh, everybody thinks it's because of COVID. What's the reason she wasn't at SummerSlam? Um, she was not cleared. There you go. So uh, she, was, she was not cleared. I don't disclose uh, a lot of that stuff. They're hoping that she'll be back soon, but WWE was telling me officially that they, well, okay, I don't know about officially because it didn't come publicly. They told me anonymously. A rep told me that she wasn't cleared. She had not been cleared all last week. They weren't, they, the people I talked to weren't happy that it got out there that she was cleared because they knew that that wasn't going to happen. Now, they put together the plan that they put together, but, yeah, she's not cleared. 
so is it true then? And you you kind of just said it. Is it true that WWE knew for a full week prior to SummerSlam that she would not be appearing at SummerSlam? They had a pretty good idea a week ahead of time that she couldn't be. Anything can happen, but they had a pretty good idea that she couldn't be. Okay, I heard that. And, and you know, we criticize sometimes the execution, the way that things are done. Mm -hmm. If they knew ahead of time and they blatantly falsely advertised her anyway, right up until the moment that Bianca Belair came up for the match. Yeah. You know, right until the moment she came out, they were still advertising that it was going to happen. If I'm a Sasha Banks fan... And if I paid money, you know, Bloody, and, there's a lot of them, man. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Let me tell you. That's what I'm saying. And Let they paid me tell money, you. and it wasn't a cheap ticket in Vegas. Yeah, boy. That's the what. way they went about it. I mean, the Becky Lynch thing, at least that cushioned the blow, having Becky Lynch come back. But how do you not in advance? You don't have to say Becky's going to be there. How do you not in advance say Sasha's not cleared? And then, I don't know, there's going to be a mystery opponent or whatever. Why not do something like that instead of having so, Bianca walking down the aisle still advertising that so she's wrestling Sasha? You remember what CM Punk and Tony Khan said the night before? Surprises, like knowing what's coming isn't bad if, it, yes. if it's good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was um, terrible execution to do it like that. said that she was out and then said she's going to face a mystery opponent, then do the Carmella thing, and then do the swerve. Right. That would have gone so much better. CM and it's not says, it's not hard to do. CM says, would it have been that hard to let Becky and Bianca go 10 minutes? There'd be no outrage if they did. I agree. I th when you know you got people saying save it for, save it for, save it for what? It's Allegiant Stadium. You're right. Allegiant I look at freaking stadium, Jimmy. Am I going back to Vegas in a couple months for Bound for Glory? Anyway, so I look at it like this. <laughs> I got somebody asking me. I look at it like this. One of my favorite squash matches of all time that I've watched many, many times is the Ultimate Warrior Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. I've watched it many times. It was great the way they did it. The Honky Tonk Man's character was a chicken shit heel character that's supposed to get squashed in 30 seconds by the Ultimate Warrior. Bianca Belair is a underdog, beloved babyface character that's not supposed to get squashed in 30 seconds. Well, the execution was <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I should say this. She should not be an underdog. She should absolutely not be an underdog. Because <laughs> if she's an underdog, what the hell is everybody else? That's like the Roman Reigns thing. They were like, hey, this six foot three jacked Samoan guy that made it to the NFL <laughs> and has like 15 relatives in wrestling as an underdog. And I'm like, what the, what is Heath Slater then? Like, what are those <laughs> guys? Uh, but we had a super chat on Monday from Ian that I, we missed. And I want to apologize for that. But he says, Bianca Sasha related made a slight comparison to SummerSlam 18 with Charlotte Becky and a Becky heel turn. Could this be a diamond in the rough? Possibly. So here's my thought. I am not of the let it play out belief with this. I, I lean like a little bit more towards let it play out Jimmy because Becky Lynch knows how to get over and she knows how to make money. She knows who to make money with and she's coming back like she's back. I don't think, and I hope not. I hope I'm hope I'm not wrong. I don't think she'd come back to take part in a dog shit storyline. I think that she'd be like, "Oh, there's money with her. There's mm. money with Bianca Belair. A, a blind man could see it." Do you think um, that she did? Yeah. Are, are the rumors true? Did she request to come back as heel, Becky Lynch? From what you've heard, um, I haven't heard that yet. I mean, I've been asking, but yeah. Okay, I see. 
So now here, here's something stupid. Somebody says, who's Becky ever elevated? Well, buddy, let me tell you, she hasn't had to elevate anybody because by the time they gave her her push, she was just the champ. She won the title. She held it for a year mm-hmm. and then she got pregnant. Like yeah. that's a, when did she have time to do it? She was the most over woman in in ring WWE history at that point. So, yeah. I look at it like, because I do agree with what you're saying. I don't think Becky would come back for a dog shit angle. I get that. But she's also pretty aware. And I think she's aware of Bianca Belair's, you know, the, the hard Not work and the popularity and everything. If she said, I want to come back as a heel, and if on SmackDown this week they're going to kind of explain it, then it's fine. Otherwise, you would think that Becky would have at least wanted to, like, I don't know, hook the tights on the pin, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she beat her clean effectively in 30 seconds. Yep. So I, um, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling that, but uh, I guess it was what it was. Have some additional super chats. Justin Lopez says, "Guy next to me who was with his eight-year-old son was livid. He bought his son the Matt shirt for Sasha and Bianca. There you go. Now the shirt is worthless. Well, it might not be worthless. Might be worth more money actually. Yeah, it might be worth more money now. I mean, although they sold thousands of them, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Elroy Velez says, "Do you think Chris Jericho will announce that he's going to semi-retire or retire? No, he said that he won't. He said that he won't." Jeremy says, if Adam Cole leaves, what happens to Up, Up, Down, Down? Would this ruin the channel? Half of Departy is out of WWE. By the way, love this show. Well, Tyler Breeze is still going to do stuff with them. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be half of them, uh, but it would continue. They would just keep it going, and they, they've released Jessamine as well, so they can still do it. Uh, Luis says, in November 2020, Kevin Owens was on Fightful's <laughs> wrestling contract expiration dates with the contract. Oh, this guy's making notes. Look I that. appreciate that. I admire that. Why is that? Um, the, the source, um, so the source in which reported that, or he, he gave it to, I should say this. I have a story coming this weekend. It's not about Owens. But there was a, a bit of information that I got that maybe some of the contract expirations reported at that time didn't match up. Now, um, this isn't Kevin Owens related. I just I deleted a bunch of them that came from that area and that time because I think they were working some of the the links. And you all will find out more about that this week. Not Kevin Owens necessarily. I don't have anything on when his is up. So um yeah, but hey, glad glad you noticed that. We have Daniel R saying, Jimmy, I've not been watching wrestling for a long time, but Walter and Dragonov is probably my favorite match. Damn, man. Man, that, now I just want to see it more, Sean. What can I say? Yeah, and some stupid punk says, remember the way TK looked throughout the whole CM Punk scrum and the wrestling is an art comment the other day? How can people hate Tony? He's so genuine. He had that shit-eating grin on his yeah, face. <laughs> it was really good. He's like, I pulled this off. Well, and you have to remember, he's never hid the fact that his fandom kind of began with Ring of Honor. Yeah. So obviously, he's been a probably a punk fan going back fifteen years plus. Yeah. Uh, Pavel Sean Rossat, number one fan, says, "I was thinking now with all the legends back on WWE, if ratings don't stay up like they are hoping they will, who can they call? Austin Hogan? Um, nobody. There ain't nobody they can call. All rock. they can do is make Rock. Rock. That's okay. That's it. Rock." But all they can do is make a better show. That's right. what I keep saying. Make a better show. Make a better show. That's it. Uh, Triple Stroke says, Edge or Christian, <laughs> he's been better in the ring in 2021. Uh, I got to go with Edge because we've seen more out of him, I think. Although Christian, Christian's match with Omega was good, but he was also in there with Omega. 
Yeah, I've seen more main event level matches out of Edge, so yes. I'd, I'd give that to him. Guys, get your super chats in. It'll get your question or statement right on the air. And please leave a thumbs up on this video. Matt Rubin says, with Lesnar on SmackDown, do we think he actually takes the title from Roman? And if so, is that WWE's way of giving us Brock versus Lashley at Survivor Series? Now, I think Brock versus Roman is the attraction. It is the attraction. I don't think they're using it to build to something else. But. So let's talk about Brock Lesnar. So my, my first question for you is, is there any truth to the notion that he was a last-minute decision, uh, at least in part because WWE wanted to take some of the buzz off Punk's return? Is there any truth to that notion? I believe so. Yeah. You do, really? Now, uh, this kind of goes back to uh, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley because, you know, everybody hated the finish. And the idea is that they're going to do the rematch in Saudi Arabia at uh, Crown Jewel October 21st, I believe it is. Is that also the plan for Brock? Because Brock is the one guy, even though he hates to travel, Brock's the one guy who he's gone to Saudi Arabia two or three times already because he knows it's a big payday. Do you think they're looking at Brock Roman crown jewel? I would say so. And I, yeah, I think they would probably run back Goldberg and Lashley there too. So I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're, they're probably looking for that. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm curious uh, where that goes. I mean, obviously Brock and Roman... There's an easy story to tell with Paul Heyman. It writes itself. Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre wrote itself too. Yep. But yep, it did. With and Heyman's involvement, though, I have more faith. They, yeah, that was a thing that I, I spoke with both Jinder and Drew about. And they it was admitted like wish it played off the history more than than the sword. Yeah. But as Denise pointed out, um, they had to sell those plastic swords at the at the superstore, man. <laughs> did did they? Yes, they had these like blow up swords. They did. They sure did. And uh, and DGMC corrected you. It's Sands of Time. Right. Uh, right get your right. Sands of Time shirts over at shop.fightful.com. For those of you not in on the bit, a few years ago there were rumors that the show, the Saudi show, was going to be called Sands of Time. So we made a shirt about it. And you can also get your magazine, Fightful Magazine, at FightfulMag.com. And you know what I'm doing, Sean, for Issue 5, September, October? We're pivoting. CM Punk's the cover boy of, uh, of Issue 5. And that's going to be out in about a week. And awesome. so look for that. So this is uh, July, August, still available, FightfulMag.com, print or digital. And Issue 5 with uh, CM Punk on the cover is coming out in about yeah. a week or so. That that sounds like a real page turner, Jimmy. <laughs> Whoop! I accidentally switched us there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Ke seven seven five says, "How does Triple H feel about NXT changes? Have you have you heard how his relationship is with Nick Khan?" Well, I have not. But JoJo says, "If I'm USA, I'm pissed." SmackDown got everyone, and they're getting a lesser NXT. So let's talk about this Nick Khan stuff, Jimmy. That was um, yeah, it's on my list I've, today. I've not heard about Triple H's relationship with him, but um, that was an interesting interview. I. I you know, I really admire Ariel Hawani's work, and I thought he asked the questions that he needed to ask about releases, NXT changes. Can only go with what the person tells you. I'll just say Nick Khan is very good at answering questions. He's his first rodeo. Yes. So he, Nick, you, you basically said it. He was an impressive, seasoned corporate executive, former attorney, knows what to say, knows how to say it. Uh, Nick Khan said a lot, and he said almost nothing. Yep. All, all at the same time. And Ariel Helwani, you know, I, again, I read a lot of criticism about Ariel Helwani. People saying, oh, he didn't follow up. He didn't follow up. You got to understand the game yep. and the situation. Ariel Helwani did this interview on behalf of BT Sport, yep. which is WWE's UK partner. If Ariel Helwani is aggressive with Nick Khan, he ain't getting another interview. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And he knows it. 
And and the other thing, and 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 this kind of makes you me... won't find anybody in, especially in the wrestling world, that knows more about the the politics of navigating personalities and in interviews more than Ariel Hawani, without a doubt. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I I like that he was uh, transparent off the shoot. And he said, uh, you know, we used to work together. Nick was my agent before he left the the talent agency. But again, you know, Nick Khan, I've dealt with guys like him a lot in boardrooms and stuff. Just the way he came off, you know, when with Ari Hawani, he said, oh, uh, we didn't work together. I worked for you. And he says yeah. stuff like that. You make the person feel warm and fuzzy because you're not going to really give them much else in terms of information. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it came off like that. And, and there's a couple of points I wanted to make about this interview. The first thing was... Uh, he was asked about what show do you like better, Raw or SmackDown? Now, he's not going to answer that question. No. Because if you say Raw, you're going to piss off people involved with SmackDown. If you say SmackDown, you're going to piss off people involved with Raw. He's not going to say it. However, the way he answered it, you know what it reminded me of? What's do you remember Sarah, Sarah Palin's interview with Katie Couric? I do. I don't know why I do, but I do. So if anybody's never seen it, when Sarah Palin was running for I vice gotcha. president, Katie Couric said to her, uh, what newspapers do you read regularly in order to stay informed? Sarah Palin goes, oh, all of them. And it came off like, you don't read shit. No, I mean, come on. We knew that. Nick uh, Khan's <laughs> answer, his answer came off like he doesn't follow the shows weekly. Yeah. That's how I mean, it came quite, off. Quite frankly, if you watch this show on a weekly basis at this point, guys, that interview is well, worth you all checking out for better or for worse because it's it's so much of what we, we talk about. Um, uh, unfortunate news. Uh, Matt Payne says, no, you guys don't like talking about personal stuff, but McAfee just t tweeted that he's tested positive. Oh, Hopefully did he? he gets better soon. I, I definitely do. Hopefully it gets better soon. I like Pat McAfee personally. He's always been cool to me. He uh, has been so entertaining. He's been awesome. He's been Michael awesome. Cole like thanked him for bringing his passion back to wrestling. Yes. I, I got to tell you, WWE, they've really knocked it out of the park yeah. with, uh, Pat McAfee and Jimmy Smith. Mm -hmm. They've both been excellent, and I love it whenever they do a, a crowd shot or whatever, like a like a, a long shot, and you see McAfee jumping up and down at ringside because he's genuinely enthusiastic about what he's seeing in the ring. Mm -hmm. He's been he's been great, and it's, and I love he he keeps Cole on his toes too. I like him. He's think about how many tweets you'd see crapping on commentary before. You shouldn't. Re I mean, there shouldn't be many tweets about commentary. It should yes. be. It's like the referee. If the good, they say the good referee is the one you don't see. Yes, the one you don't notice. I had I like had maybe minor complaints, like Michael Cole saying that Dominic's twenty one was very funny. Uh, but yeah, I I've loved him and Jimmy Smith. Bill Hemmett says, Sean, did you manage to get your breakfast in Vegas last weekend? I didn't actually. What? Well, I, I saved the expense. It's okay, uh, but because you expense things for some of our YouTube moderators, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I hit up Jimmy. We took some of our YouTube moderators, uh, the wonderful uh, Cher Delaware and Joel Pearl out. And Joel did not order any crack cocaine, which was a shock to me. I love that you showed me the line itemized receipt. Oh, yeah, but I, it didn't include the tip. So I'll make sure to include that. In the <laughs> I'm sure. Because uh, I tip well, Jimmy. I'm, I tip oh, well. I'm very well, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. Uh, but. You know what? I'm going to Vegas, hopefully for Bound for Glory in October, Jimmy. Hopefully. Uh -huh. Hopefully. Uh -huh. So uh, we'll see. I got I got legitimately got impact wrestlers hitting me up saying, please come to Vegas and interview me. So uh, maybe it'll happen. I'm hoping to get some interviews in Chicago. But uh, which one of these, uh, the four horsewomen would join AEW first? Keep up the great work. Sasha Banks. 
Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be a good fit for her. But um, now, granted, I could see Bailey in there too. Yeah, uh, and everybody's going to say Charlotte because of Andrade, but Charlotte's got a made in WWE. They all so seem I, like lifers, though. But I mean, you never know. You never know. I um, Sasha's the one, you know, especially when she took the sabbatical and then she went to Japan for a little bit, and she's the one that would seem to want to really hone her craft work in different styles in different places. Not that Bailey and the others wouldn't. Yeah. She's but a, I could see. I that. mean, they're all real students and. Even they're the top of the game. Arthur Steele says, happy birthday in advance from one August 30 stallion to another. Pump for AEW. Historically, I'm a WWE guy, but it's not geared towards my 37-year-old ass anymore. And that's okay. That's okay if WWE gears a show towards a different audience. Like, I personally rather enjoy watching AEW to WWE. Uh, but when they do pay-per-views, I generally really, really enjoy WWE because I know it's probably not going to be filler. I know it's probably not going to be a lot of stuff that I don't like. And usually the matches mean something because the title's on the line. It's just, Jimmy, when you have that many people, that many titles, and that many hours, you should not struggle to have something that matters. Have a major title match or a major top contender match or like a gimmick match. We never see tables matches anymore. We don't see like cage matches on Raw. We don't see something like that, that it felt like they were doing every week. And I think they could do a lot better at that. Well, I noticed on the post-Raw show this week, you put over the fact that they didn't have a lot of rematches on Raw. It was magical. And they've already announced three new matches next week. And to me, I wasn't like, oh, I wasted time. Now, none of the matches had stakes, but they were different. Well, here's my concern. My concern is that... Back in the old days, it used to be that the the top four pay-per-views, the big four pay-per-views, yeah. was, was when they would reset. And so my concern is that maybe SummerSlam was the reset. So now they're starting new programs, meaning that for the next three months, we're going to see Miz and Morrison in some capacity. We're going to see Rhea and Nikki against Shayna and Nia in some capacity. Lashley and Sheamus in some capacity. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali against uh, Jinder and the other two in some capacity. Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss. It feels like we might now have to watch that in some form every week for the next three months. Yeah. And uh, and I hope that's not the case. And I also am very curious to see how Charlotte Flair is going to handle the Alexa Bliss, Hocus Pocus, oh, hypnosis boy. bullshit. Because something tells me now, I'm sure behind the scenes, Charlotte and Alexa are probably cool. They're both been around a long time. I don't see Charlotte going for that crap. And so I, I'm I real curious. Very, I think it's very funny that people actually doubt that Ric Flair complained about Charlotte's booking. Of course he did. Of course he did. I, uh, who, well, who doubts it? Of course he a did. A lot of people. He even said that he didn't, but I heard that he did as well. But, you know, they're, they're looking for a reset. If you're looking to reset your penis, check out BlueChew.com. Use that code FIFA to get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. No more awkward conversations. No more waiting in line at the pharmacy. It is prescribed online. You take a short questionnaire. They match you up with the right active ingredient. You work with online physicians, then it ships straight for your do- from to or to. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. 
That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To your door, not from your door. I mean, you'll be shipping something straight. So from apparently, I've got the cocaine belt, and Sean's got the uh, the blue chew. And hey, well, this is an ad read, pal. No mention <laughs> of that, Jimmy. Uh, it'll ship through your front door, but uh, you might deliver it to somebody's back door. For all I know, bluechew.com. Use that code Fightful. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It's not just for people with a problem. It's for those people that want that confidence. Maybe you haven't performed in a while at a main event level and you want to make sure you got it. Maybe you're just looking for one more match. Maybe you're looking for that baby face fire. Get that baby face fire. Show the people what they want. Get the roar from the crowd if you're performing in front of a crowd. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. We have some super chats, Jimmy. The one true dude says, in the same vein as Ariel with Nick Khan, check out Tony Khan's interview today with Dan Lebitard. I wish you all were checking out an interview with me and Tony Khan. That would be mm-hmm. neat. Uh, Luis Trace says, do Lesnar and Goldberg go over at Sands of Time? I say no to Goldberg especially because uh, if Goldberg is coming back, I don't see him coming back for more than one match more on his contract, but I don't doubt that he got offered something extra for Saudi. Lesnar, Roman's the only special talent they got. Like in, like in yeah. terms of the elite level, you know, I don't know about his box office, you know, thing yet because they've only had crowds back for a little while and seen to help draw the house. Yeah. But otherwise, Roman's really the only elite, special, you know, Hollywood-looking type guy that they got. I don't think you mess with that. Like, I, I think Lesnar's got to put him over. I think. Yeah, they, they shouldn't mess with that at all. We have a couple more Super Chats. Zach says, any word on Oski yet about when she's coming back? No word yet. I've been asking. Who would do better in AEW, Moose or Gresham? Um, Moose. You think so? I think Gresham. Gresham's a great worker, but they got a lot of great workers. I mean, Gresham is probably the best worker in the world to me. Um, I think he would, I think like him and Daniel Bryan would have one of the best matches of all time. I'm sure they would. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Phillips, he says, my beautiful wife, Stephanie, is a huge fan of your all. She's sick with COVID with all the new talent coming in AEW. What current talent do you think gets lost in the shuffle? Well, definitely um, get well soon to Stephanie, and we appreciate the support from both of you. Uh, that sucks. Hope that she gets well soon. Is Who do you see getting lost in the shuffle? I, If Ruby's coming in, I could see her getting a little lost. Is he shuffle. talking new talent? Of new talent coming in? Yeah. I mean, what current talent? You're right. You're right. Okay. Archer, I think he could continue to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. It's hard to say because, like, they do have so many guys. I mean, FTR is not doing a lot. Yeah, they they um, are the ones. They are big ones. But, I mean, even then, they're still involved in a feud, an actual feud with sense. If if they're that worried that they're not involved in the title picture, it's like, I think it's good to have everybody doing something. And that, yeah, that was, and I don't, I don't think everybody wants to be in the title picture necessarily. Yeah. They want to be. They want to be active. Yeah. Some stupid punk says he would love to see Ember Moon and Tony Storm in AEW. I think they would be the two best fits. You know, Tony Storm. Tony Storm looks like a star. Like she looks like a star. And this is what WWE wants. And when did she debut on the main roster? When was that? Uh, About a month and a half ago. A month and a half ago. 
And now yeah. she's sitting in catering, Sean. Is that what she's doing? Yep. Yep. Pavi Sean Ross app fan says, damn, Sean, you keep selling me blue chew. If I was a male stripper, I would definitely get blue chew. You should anyway. It's good for that confidence, <laughs> that performance. Norm says, afternoon, boys. Do you expect a Jericho retirement announcement or otherwise wrote him off for a while? Stay juicy. I don't expect an announcement unless he announces it without any real plan to retire and it's to get him out of retirement later on um storyline driven yeah yeah i, mean, I was told i was told that the focus was to to be on commentary for for a more more rather as long as he learns from his rampage experience oh boy yeah yeah jimmy what else you got obviously we're going over to to fightfulselect.com in a bit for the list goes on yep. i posted a bunch of cm punk backstage aew notes today I posted an update on Pete Dunn's contract with WWE. If you're not subscribed to FightfulSelect.com, you're missing out. Um, it is really, really good, guys. Um, not only have we become the most subscribed uh, wrestling product on Patreon, uh, we became the first to ever get to 34, 35, 36, 37, and 3,800 subscribers on that platform. And that means an awful lot. Do you think my next target, without saying the number, do you think my next target is still unrealistic? Maybe. I mean, you still our, do. It. We've got very lucky. So a little behind the scenes for you guys. You know, we get cancellations at the end of each month and all that. So we lose hundreds at a time. The last like three months, something massive has happened at the beginning of a month every single time. Adam Cole or you know, CM Punk or something like that. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Eventually there's going to be one of those months where we start with the same number or we end with the same number that we came in with. But I mean, this is, I mean, my God, uh, over a quarter of our subscribers were added this month. It's, it's becoming one of those things where I get an email notification just in the middle of the day where like five people signed up and I'm like, did I accidentally schedule something to get posted or like what's going on? Um, also, we want to go ahead and send our condolences to the Anderson family as Brock Anderson faces Alistair Black tonight. Yeah, um, that's. I thought you're going in a completely different direction with that yeah. one. Going to be a tough, tough week for them. Why are um, they doing that? Why are they booking that? Because it's hilarious. That's why. Just to get sympathy for Brock Anderson, I guess. To have Malachi kill somebody. Yeah, James yeah. says, "Is AJ at all interested in coming back to wrestling? Any hint from her or people surrounding her? No hints. Um, but." Uh, yeah. So, uh, I had people telling me they're like, Oh, punk and Malachi black trained together. And the picture emerged and they're like, yeah, there was some short brunette with them. And I'm like, that doesn't narrow it down with those two. So, <laughs> it's like, it could have been either. It could have been Zelina or AJ, but you know, I should um, ask you this before we go off the air here. Okay. Uh, this Sunday, August 29, Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, the next freak show boxing match. Who you got? I'm going with Tyron. You're going with Tyron. I'm going with Tyron. What kind of finish? Decision? Yeah, I'm going with a okay. decision. How many rounds is it? I don't know, but I think yeah. it'll be a decision. I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited. You know what? I, I got to say, whether it's intentional or not, Jake Paul has sold me a ticket. The because Paul brothers are real good at this stuff. I thought Logan was really good on Raw, too. I want Tyron Woodley to annihilate Jake Paul. Yeah. So they have sold me a ticket. I hope Tyron beats the snot Man. out of Jake Hall on, uh, uh, on Sunday night. I tell you what, they, they turn a little baby face for me sometimes. Cause you got Bellator fighters saying 
training with the Paul brothers for two months paid me more than my entire MMA career did. It's not right. Yeah. Why is Logan on TV uh, all of a sudden again? Is it just WWE looking for publicity? I think it's that and him promoting the fight this Sunday with his brother or his brother's fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what's going to do good when they do Logan versus Jake Paul. They're not that. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I don't see it happening. Why would they not box each other? I could see them in a wrestling match. I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about crazy, crazy money. Come on. Uh, As we wrap up, Nikhil says he's going to replace McAfee on SmackDown this week. They'll probably have Graves do it. They got lots of people. Yeah, it could be probably Graves. Have Graves do it. Guys, thank you all so much. Fightfulselect.com. We're going to have the uh, the listening your boy goes on in just a few moments. Scoot on over there, subscribe. And then tonight, uh, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, AEW Dynamite post show. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.